You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hey guys, happy Thursday. I hope you are having a lovely week, whatever you are up to. We did hit a milestone this week with over 25 episodes going up so far. So we're at a quarter of a century, which is pretty huge. I did, in line with that, take a look at the stats. And I've so far had over 3,000 downloads and I'm in the top 10% of podcasts worldwide. And I think there's something like over 3.8 million. So that's pretty crazy. (laughs) And yeah, I'm really stoked that I'm here with you. The more I do these, the more I get comfortable with them. And I feel like I have more ideas and more to say. And so it's been really, really nice sharing this journey with you. I would love to ask if you haven't already, please take 30 seconds to go and leave me a review. If you've been enjoying listening to these episodes, this is something I'm guilty of myself. You get caught up in your day-to-day and you listen and you take something away and you go, oh, that was really helpful. And then don't take a second to leave a review, but it really does help. So I really would appreciate any time or any thoughts that you would love to share. So today I'm going to be talking about building a presence online as a freelancer. So basically, along with that, how to get more clients. This is really what it comes down to. This is one question I get again and again, and I get it from my women in my course. I see it in Facebook groups. I have people DMing me. Where would you start if you were just starting out? So I really want to run through... This is going to be a marketing lesson and run through everything I know around that area. So first off, I definitely want to say that having an online presence is no longer unnegotiable. It's a non-negotiable. There's no longer any question about that. And also it needs to be really strong. There is so much noise out there. There is so much happening that people are subjected to on a daily basis. The amount of content coming at us, the amount of websites we browse, the amount of content we consume, all of these types of things, it is so overwhelming. And so our brains are constantly swimming. And to get people to pay attention, you really need to do everything well. There's just no space anymore to do things half-heartedly. So this is something that is really important. And I have seen importance of it again and again in my business. And it's something I come back to all of the time. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is strategy. And this has been a topic of discussion in quite a few of the recent episodes. And I feel like it's because I'm going through this thing myself at the moment where I'm really realizing how important it is and seeing the results of putting time and effort into it in my own business. So I think as designers, we do this for other people. We talk about, you know, we do brand strategies, we do brand identities, and we talk about their vision, mission, values for our clients their points of difference, their ideal client avatars, all of these types of things, but we can really neglect them on our own for our own businesses. So I really recommend you put some time into this. So you may have heard me talk about this before. I have a download on my website and it's called the Dream Life Workbook. And I put this together because I really believe it's the three pillars of running a really successful business. So the first thing that we go through is finding out your why. So why are you doing this? What is the purpose of running this business? And you'll generally find as you go through the exercises and you go through the prompts that there's something deeper there. And then You likely know this, you have it in the back of your head, it's been a driver since the start, but getting it out on paper is really helpful. And you can write it down and then go, okay, but why do I want that? Write that down as well. But why do I want that? I want more flexibility. Okay, but why do you want more flexibility? Because I want to spend time with my children. 
okay, why do you want to spend time with your children? Because I want to raise beautiful humans that have great ethics and values and confidence and grow up to be really beautiful humans. And at the end of my life, I want to look back and know that I did a good job for them. And that can be one branch. You can have many whys. Part of your why as well. For me, my why is to help other women have freedom and flexibility and fulfillment in their business. So why do I want to do that? A, it makes me feel good. (laughs) But B, I get to see other women achieving things that I can know that I was a little bit of a part of. And it is so fulfilling to me to be able to share my knowledge in a way that can literally help other people change their lives. So I have come from a background where I didn't have much money. My family wasn't very well off, all of these types of things. And I have seen my mother go through financial struggles. And so that for me is a really big why. And not just for myself in terms of I want to set myself up so that I don't have that in retirement, so that I'm really well set up and I can go on holidays and I can spend time with my family and all of these things. I don't have to feel guilty about getting a pedicure and all of these types of things. But also I want that not just for me, but for all women. And even deeper than that, when other women are succeeding and doing well, I have seen it myself is that I have more money to do things for other people, to do nice things, to be really generous with my knowledge and my time and all of these things. So there's so many like flow on effects of that. So really getting clear on the thing you want, but what is the deeper meaning behind that? Because that is what will drive you when you are struggling, when you are struggling to build your online presence, when you are struggling to find clients, when you are having a bad day, when you're having an issue with a client, coming back to these things is what will drive you through the hard times. And it will also help steer the course of to where you want to go next. One thing we talk about in this industry a lot is this shiny object syndrome. And there's so many things that we could do in our businesses. There's so many ideas. There's so many, you know, there's not enough time in the day to do all of the things. But when you can come back to your why, you can really clearly define, is this in line with where I'm going with this business? Is this in line with what I want to do with my time and how I want my business and my life to look? And you can really come back to that time and time again. So coming back to that strategy piece is so key. The next thing I cover in my dream life workbook is money mindset. So this deviates a little bit from the strategy stuff, but I really believe that it's truly important to work on your own beliefs, your own barriers and your own blocks that you're putting in your own way and realize where they come from and how you can break those down. We all have money stories. We all have times in our childhood that have really affected us and led us to where we are today. But it's really important over time to notice those things, to break them down, to work on them, to learn from other people who are leaders in this field and really really get clear on what's holding you back and how you can fix that. So this is all money mindset work and we cover a lot of this in my course. The specific strategies that I use to do this are journaling and I have a shortcut that I like to use which is GVAR which helps me remember. I don't have time to sit down and do pages and pages of morning journal or morning pages or whatever they call it. And I also have ADHD. I don't have the patience for that. So I have shortened it down to one page and I write down gratitude, all of the things that I'm grateful for that have happened in the last day or so. Visualization. So this is where I write down my goals and what I'm working towards and really make steps to work towards that. Affirmations. With this one, I make them up based on where I'm at and what's happening in my life. And a lot of the time, I actually write them to support my goals. So it's like a second step of those goals that makes me believe that the goals are possible. 
it really helps me to work towards them. Sometimes I actually combine this with tapping and this is a really helpful method. If you haven't done it before, definitely have a Google of it. There's loads of video tutorials on YouTube. It is so helpful and it helps to just get you into your body, bring you out of your mind and also reinforce the things that you're saying in specific points in your body. And you use specific energy points within your body to move the energy and help cement what you're saying. And start to believe it and there's a lot of research about tapping and how well it actually works it has been used for ptsd and all of these types of things so it is a really like watching it you can be like what is this doing but it really is a proven method and very helpful so i definitely recommend that and then the last one i do is reflection i've talked about this in my processes i've talked about this with my business but i also like to reflect on my personal life was there something that annoyed me and why did that annoy me or did I have a fight with my partner and how can I unpack that and what could I have done differently did I have a really great time with my son yesterday and what went well about that and what can I repeat so really digging into not only business but also personal stuff and seeing where I can dive into that and this is where a lot of my money mindset work happens but the biggest part of it is recognizing and really noticing where those beliefs comes up in your life and where you can change them Okay, the next thing I talk about in my Dream Life Workbook is marketing messaging. So this is really what I'm going to talk to you about and give you a few tips on how to do this. But again, it comes back to strategy. And through this, we really work through your points of difference, your clients' pain points, the ways that you stand out and the things that they are coming to you to solve and how you solve them and how you solve them differently from anybody else. So again, this comes back to strategy. We've jumped away from it. Now we're coming back to it because I believe that it really is the basis of everything. But knowing those things and being really clear on those things allows you to tailor your messaging and express your messaging in a way that will resonate with the audience that you are trying to reach. So if you have never sat down and put pen to paper and done these things for yourself and done these things for your business, I highly recommend that you do them. I think we can get in this mindset of we know them, they're in our head, but getting them out on paper, refining them, putting them in your own brand guidelines or brand strategy document and printing that out and keeping it on your desk is a really helpful tool because if you're stuck for content ideas, which we'll talk through in a second, you can always come back to these and these will always give you avenues to go down, which is really helpful. Okay, so if you haven't downloaded that workbook already, I would say head to womanwithwordpress.com forward slash freebie and I will send it to you. You can also DM me on Instagram. If you DM me the word dreamy, I will also send you a link to sign up there that is easier for you. So once you've done all that, you've got that strategy, you've got your why, you've worked on your money mindset and you've got those three pillars of building a really strong foundation in business, then you can go on to building an online presence. What this really comes down to, I believe, is content marketing. You would have heard this before, content, 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 content. Basically, everything you're putting out is content. So it could be blogging. It could be creating videos and webinars. It could be talking on online summits and doing masterclasses. It could be creating eBooks and guides. It could be sending a newsletter. It could be social media. All of this is content. So with this, what you really want to be doing at all times, go back to your strategy, is highlighting the pain points that your customers are potentially facing and a lot of the times people won't even know that these are problems that they're having you actually have to highlight them to them and this is the power of knowing what they are if you can say what people are coming to you to solve and if you can say how you solve it and if you can say how you do it differently or how you do it better than anyone else they might be looking at 
that is really what you want to do. But along with that, you also need to be sharing your knowledge, sharing your expertise and sharing value because you can know those pain points, you can know those problems, you can know how you solve them. But if you're not giving anything of value to a client or a potential customer, they will not come back to your website. They will not consume your Instagram content in the way that you want them to in the way that will really get them to know, like, and trust you and eventually buy from you. So you really need to be spending time sharing your expertise and sharing valuable tips and strategies aligned with your industry. I will give you an example. In my industry, a lot of the clients that come to me come to me because they have worked with a previous developer and it has gone sideways. (laughs) They have hired someone and it has not gone well. They're not happy with the project. I actually have talked a little bit about this, but I will tell a little bit more of this story here. I had a potential client come to me recently and they had hired an agency and they had spent $20,000 on a website and that project had taken 18 months to be delivered. And they said that every stage of the project was like pulling teeth. Every stage of the delivery, they were not happy with the results. They really got to the end and they were so burnt out, so fatigued, so overwhelmed and so unhappy with the the result and the delivery that they just wanted to get it live and done and over with. So they went through that process. They got it live. Throughout the process, the web design company had actually told them, okay, we're struggling to get this website done because you don't have any branding. So you need to go and do some branding. So they hired someone and they did that on the side. There's so many red flags here. So I'll keep going with the story and then I'll come back and point them out. So this client went and did the branding and they said to the web dev company, we're doing this branding now. Once the website's live, can we change these things for ourselves? Can we implement this branding? And they said, of course you can. It's no problem. We do a training session with you. It's totally easy. We'll walk you through it. So of course, by the end of it, the website's live. They've got their new brand after all of that. And then the company's like, oh no, you can't access that part. We need to change it. This is going to be how much it's going to cost. And in fairness, some of the global styles and theme styles and things like that aren't necessarily something I would in general train a client to be able to edit. However, because it was promised as part of the process, it should have been included or they should have just done it. So they were told it's actually going to be $220 an hour now and we're going to need to take this long and this is how much it's going to be and it's going to be additional on top of the project fee that you've already paid. So by this point, the company is really overwhelmed. They're really stressed. They've spent so much money. They're not happy with the result. They're going to have to spend more. It's this thing of do you cut your losses or throw bad money after good. At this point, they reached out to me and they were like, hey, we're in this situation. Can you just help us change the branding on the website? How much will it be? We're happy to pay. We just don't want to pay these guys because they've already let us down in the past. So I'm okay. To be honest, I don't really tend to work with websites that are already set up because I get into the back end and most of the time they are a complete mess. And I just don't want to be held liable if something goes wrong because I'm not completely understanding the software that they've used or the way that they've done it or anything like that. So I'm really sorry. It's bad news, but I can take a look for you and I can give you some feedback. They added me as an admin. I logged in. And once I got in there, I really realized that the website wasn't that great. As I had said, it wasn't set up really well from the beginning. I went back to them and we had a bit of a back and forth and they were letting me know that they actually had another invoice to pay and it was another $5,000 after already spending 20 and they were going to try and contest some of the things and potentially not pay the whole amount. So I actually went through their quote, went through the website that had been built 
and really realized that a lot of the things that they had quoted for had not been delivered. So there were things in the quote about a focus on speed, that a CDN would be implemented, that there would be a huge focus on SEO, and they had actually included quite a big chunk of money for copywriting. I believe it was around $5,000, but none of the pages had meta descriptions. Only some of them had H1 tags, all of these types of things. So it was so many red flags. A big piece of the quote was installing WooCommerce and building an area where people could make donations. So the way they had actually done it at the end of all of that was they had built a form using something like Gravity Forms and just put a stripe button at the bottom for people to make a payment. Obviously, if you've ever done a WooCommerce versus a form, you will know that there is a huge difference in that. WooCommerce involves a shop page, a product page, creating the products, creating a checkout, a cart, a thank you page, configuring the emails, configuring any abandoned cart emails, syncing the payment gateways. There is so much more to it than building a form. Building a form can be done in 10 minutes flat and then just syncing that with PayPal. So they hadn't done what they had quoted for. I really went back and I was like, okay, I can see this hasn't been done. This hasn't been done. This hasn't been done. This was quoted for this amount. This was quoted for this amount. I would actually say that the value that they haven't done is actually worth more than what they're asking you to pay. So I would actually contest paying this altogether. They went back to them and they actually spelled out everything I said and they actually never heard back from them, which does not surprise me. There is no company on earth that could ethically and probably legally and morally look at them and be like, oh, actually, no, you do have to pay that. Or if they were to take them to small claims or anything like that, obviously I'm not a lawyer and I said, you probably should consult with a lawyer and this is just my professional opinion. Please don't name me or anything like this. But I think it's really critical to point out that this stuff hasn't been done and they're really pulling the wool over your eyes. So it's a bit of a tangent, but this is something I see again and again with people that come to me is that they have been done wrong by a previous developer. One of my points of difference is that you can look me up on Google. I have over 35 star reviews. I have really happy clients. I do great work. And I'm not saying that every project gets delivered on time or every deadline gets met because it just doesn't. That's the reality. I'm a mum in business, but I try and keep my clients updated. I have really positive relationships with them. I do my best work and there is no way in hell I would ever leave such huge, massive and important things out of a piece of work that I've quoted for. I really believe that I act as ethically as possible and my clients really see that and appreciate that. I also stick around and so um, updating this and it's going to be hours and hours of work and it's going to be this much money per thing. If my client comes back to me with a quick question, I don't charge them for my time. However, if it does require work, I will charge them for my time, but I do time track it and I'm really honest in terms of how long things take. Whereas changing a logo and things, that really would only probably take 15, 20 minutes, half an hour. It really shouldn't cost them that much money, but that is where they, I feel, are being a little bit dishonest about the process as well. So coming back to the problems, your points of difference, and then also educating them throughout the process. So they feel empowered. So they know that you know what you're talking about. And regardless of whether they decide to go with you or they decide to go with someone else, they're still coming away from that interaction, feeling knowledgeable, feeling heard, feeling like they know what to expect throughout the process. So that is a really key piece of building trust with clients. And if you can weave that through all of the content that you do, you will really see great results. A couple more things I want to say on content before I head off. One thing that I think is really important to remember with content is that 
One idea can be a content piece across multiple touch points. It can be a blog, it can be a newsletter, it can be three weeks worth of social media posts, depending on how often you're posting. It can be two reels, three feed posts, a carousel. And I think it's actually really helpful for people who are following you to get that idea and have it broken down for them in different ways across multiple different areas. So one person that does this well is Huberman Lab. So if you look him up on Instagram, you will see that he has his podcast for the week and he has multiple reels that he shares about it and he has multiple carousels and then he has his podcast and it goes up on his website. So it's like he's doing the work and the research once and then he is cutting that up and using it across different platforms. So content doesn't need to be a big deal that is reinvented every single time you don't need a different idea for every post that you do I have said this before about streamlining time and things like that but if you can take a blog post and chop it up into pieces one paragraph might be one idea you might summarize the entire blog post in one carousel by using the different bullet points that you're talking through in that blog and really chop it up into different slides Yeah, wherever you can reuse content is really great. And I also recommend going back through your feed right till even a year ago or when you started your business and really seeing what has been shared in the past and how you can reuse that. It might need rewriting. It may need different images or something like that, but you can really utilize the things that you've already done and it doesn't need to be such a drainer every time. So I really recommend trying to figure out how you can do that within your own business. I also think it's really important to choose the right platforms. It's really easy to look at what everyone else is doing and be like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do, I need to be going viral on TikTok. I need to be doing Instagram. I need to be doing Facebook. I need to be sending an email. I need to be doing a blog. I need to be doing a podcast. I need to be doing a YouTube. That is just not possible for one person. It's just not. Here's the reality of it. I'll tell you it right now. (laughs) I've just hired three people to help me with these things. So Anyone who is out there doing these things is either A, not doing them well, or B, they have a team to help them. So you really need to look at your own capacity, your own passion, what really lights you up and what you find easy and really lean on that. For me, Instagram is my number one place to be. And if everything else falls over, Instagram is where I will be because I've built a really solid, beautiful community on there where I'm constantly voice memoing with people in this field and potential clients and just other business owners and it is a really beautiful supportive place to be. So this really comes back to figuring out where your ideal clients are as well not just where you like to be but also where your ideal clients will be hanging out. So work out those demographics, work out how they like to be spoken to, how they like to consume content and really focus on that. I also cannot end this episode without mentioning a couple more things. Sorry, this is going to be a little bit of a long one, but networking has been absolutely huge for my business in so many ways that I can't even list, not just in maybe meeting people who might send me a referral. That's probably been the bottom of the list, to be honest, but in terms of making relationships and getting inspired by fellow entrepreneurs and discussing these issues that we're having and working on solutions together and having really honest and great feedback from people that I admire and trust. So networking is a really great way that you can build your online presence and start building your network and really start getting your name out there as well. And the last one I quickly want to touch on, this comes back to that content and that blogging piece, but SEO. So you may think, and this is a bit of a tip I'm going to share with you here, 
that SEO is hard as a web developer because obviously if you're a web developer and you're doing well and you know a bit of SEO, you should be doing your, your own SEO, right? And so everyone in your area in the same industry should be doing their own SEO. And that is absolutely correct. But I will give you a little bit of a tip here. What I have done is focused on branding for my SEO. A lot of the work on my website and a lot of my content on my website is focused around branding. And I actually come up very high in the SERPs for Branding Gold Coast now. And I have done that very intentionally because if you think about it logically, most people who need a new brand will also need a new website, right? A lot of people have come to me because they have found me on Google and they were looking for a branding agency and they have also needed a website. Those projects have actually turned out to be really lucrative and really, really successful because when I have ownership of the strategy, the identity and the website, the results are astronomical. So if there is something else that you offer that can be supplementary to your web dev try and add that in be a little bit creative in terms of the terms that you're focusing on in terms of the way that you structure your website and really do all of the things that you're meant to do because they do make a difference try and get backlinks jump on source bottle and try and get some media inclusions if you can try and do keyword optimization there are some free tools or there are some tools that you can jump on and do a free trial for for just one website when you're starting out make use of these tools and Try and utilize them to the best of your ability. And whenever you have time, put some time into it because it will pay off in the long run. Definitely as well, make use of free tools like Google Analytics and Google Search Console and make sure that you have submitted your website to them and that you are using them to the best of your ability. Google Business is really great for the SERPs as well if you're working with local clients because that actually comes up ahead of the website. So focusing on that can be a really powerful method as well. Along with that, try and fill in all of the details, answer the questions that they give you, fill in all of the information, add some photos, try and get some reviews from previous clients, and that will really help pay off as well. So yeah, <laughs> this has been a lot, but I hope you found it helpful. It is obviously really important to have an online presence, and it is an ongoing effort and is something that you will revisit time and time again in your business. But, you know, if you've listened to this and you've really noticed some gaps, I really encourage you to spend some time this week to go and fill them. We always leave our own things to last, but it is really important. And if you are swamped with client work, these are the things that fall to the wayside. But then when you wrap up your projects and you've got space for ongoing work, that's when they actually make a difference. So you actually need to put the time in now to see the results down the track. I heard recently that it takes 90 days or three months for the efforts that you're doing now to pay off. And that may be even longer for SEO, but in terms of things like social media and people following you and buying from you, if you're a high ticket offer, it may be even longer than that. So it really is key to spend some time. If you haven't already, I definitely recommend that you go and download that Dream Life Workbook read through all of the prompts, work through all of the worksheets, print it out and keep that safe as your brand Bible, your why, your strategy and your money mindset. It is so key to work on these things. Hopefully you found this helpful and I will see you next week. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset, and hone in on your messaging.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Bye.